we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. All right, Nesbitt. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Are you looking forward to discussing Paul Diano's solo? Discussing stuff? it? More like <laughs> mailing in an episode. So you sent me through a playlist right. to listen to this right. episode. And I'll be honest with you, I listened to it a fair bit, not a ton. Yeah. Like I probably looped through the whole list maybe three or four times. Consciously, maybe once or twice. Yeah, because I kept zoning out, <laughs> and there's I can barely tell the these. It's so simple, direct, and formulaic. All of them seem the same. Yeah, and I can barely tell the difference in the errors. But we're gonna break them down. I got notes. Okay, so I'll explain yeah. what's going on. So uh, we did a Bruce solo album. Yes, we did Blaze solo album. Yes. So I was like, let's do a Paul Diano solo. And we album. haven't done an Adrian one, but we did do an Adrian episode. Right. And we are going to do the ASAP album eventually. Yes. So at first I was going to do this album. I was like, let's do... Here, let me dig it out. So this is the vinyl. This is For all our listeners, he's holding an album. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first album by Diano. Yeah. Uh, it's Paul Diano's first album he put out solo after yes. Maiden. And I was like, let's do an episode on that. But then I was like, it's... I don't know. When we get into it, people will understand why... I kind of was like, let's do this and a couple more albums. So we're going to touch on that album. Then we're going to do Gog Magog. We're going to do Paul Diano's Battle Zone, his, the first two Battle Zone albums. So Paul Diano has, like, he left Maiden. Yeah. And he had, like, so many bands. He did, like, Diano and Battle Zone. He had a band called Killers. He was in Praying Mantis for a while. He had the original Iron Men with Dennis Stratton. Yes. They had, like, three albums, which is basically Dennis Stratton's wrote all the songs. So it's Dennis Stratton's kind of project with Paul singing. Yeah. He has another version of Battle Zone later on that's yeah, a lot heavier. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like multiple Battle Zones, right? Yeah, there's multiple yeah. Battle Zones. There's multiple yeah. Dianos. Don't, don't forget, don't forget. Multiple the, Paul Diano and Killers too, I think. Uh, yeah, multiple. Don't forget the uh, the, the super band Gog Magog, which, which we're going to get into today. Yes, which I actually read a bit of background on. Architects of yeah. Chaos and Angels of Chaos, I think was the last one. He has like 20-something studio albums since he left Maiden. Yeah. Plus live stuff. And I was like, I don't think we want to be doing 20, 30 episodes on Paul Diano solo stuff. No. So I figured I'd just do these first ones, because these ones are kind of interesting. And then if we do go back and do more Paul Diano solo stuff, yeah. I think we're just going to take big chunks and just touch on stuff and kind of just go through it. Yes. Because this isn't, it's kind of mean related, but I don't want to go down like a rabbit hole of doing like, <laughs> we haven't done all the studio albums yet. By Maiden. Yeah. So I don't want to be getting too deep into like these side projects. I don't want to dive ahead because I got a good take at the end. But yeah. I, I, but this is the – I can't wait to hear what you have to say on this. Okay. But this is having – just this dive already has had the opposite effect of Blaze. Like I've okay. always super respected <laughs> Paul. Now like as I dig more and more into this, it's just – remember how when we were doing the um, – the kind of the various episodes we flash back. We played a little Gog Magog clip at some stage. There's yeah. another one on We've here. Touched we, on we touched on Gog Magog a few times. Yeah. yeah. The Yannick episode, we did it. Yeah. And was it the Diano? You played like one of the clips early on. Um, I'm not sure when we when we did that. Uh, it was something to do with right around. It might have been the Killers episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, um, you know, uh, you played these kind of like catchy little clips and I was like, oh, God, this is kind of ridiculous. But I thought they were like wind-ups. Then I started listening. <laughs> oh my god, Nesbitt. I need this beer. Okay. Should we do this? Let's beer? get into the beer. Um Super Solar IPA by Red Racer. Right. So I've had the Red Racer, their mm. IPA and their ISA, their session ale. 
Yes. I've never seen this one before. Super Solar. Super Solar. To the moon, Alice. <laughs> so it has regular, on their beer labels, they usually have that, uh, that like, cartoon girl riding a bicycle or whatever. It's the green label. Yeah, and now yeah. they have her in, like, some kind of space plane or something. So wow. I like their kind of, like, 50s futuristic. Is that 50s or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I know. Futuristic Jetsons <laughs> Look how <label>. futuristic. <laughs> so I don't know the difference between the yeah. the IPA and the, what's it called? Super Solar IPA. Yeah. It's got that Jetsons look too, you know, where someone's like, wow, you know, it's futuristic. Wow, look, a, a single person air, a single person jet plane. And it says on the top, out of this world. So Out of this world. See if it is. I know. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Man, yeah. Individual rocket ship. Nothing says futuristic like a lady astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> That's the age we live in. Um, yeah, this is looks good, smells good. It does smell good. I can already Love smell it. it. Love it. Excellent. This will make the Diano more tolerable. Oh, it's really bitter. Oh, I really like that. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm kind of off of the New England IPAs, all those like citrusy, pineapple-y smelling... IPA, then this one's just a pure bitter IPA. I really like it. Oh, it's almost closer excellent. to a British IPA or something. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> With Jetson Space Amelia Earhart on the cover. That's delicious. That's so, excellent. Uh, maybe we should, like, get two cans of this and, like, shotgun it oh, God. to make the Diano go down easier. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I don't find... Okay. I'm, obviously, you didn't like it as much as me. It kind of grew on me, like uh, like how mold grows on stuff. So, I got, okay, I got some quotes here. So, I'll start off. Paul Diano says, By the time of Killers, the band was getting a bit more technical, losing some of that edge for me. I didn't think the songs had the same sort of attack. And then I started losing interest. So, it's weird that he says this because this first Diano album has, like, no attack. It's like it's like an 80s pop rock thing. And Steve Harris says, I thought Paul had a really good voice. There's no way we could have carried on with Paul. He didn't want to do touring and that anyway. We had to make a change. Um, so basically, I was going to get into the whole history of like how Paul Diano got kicked out of Maiden. Yeah. We kind of did that already in the Killers album. Yeah, we did cover it. Like if if my take on it was because it wasn't long after um, the Japan Live album and uh, Maiden Japan, and they we covered it, it in Maiden Japan yeah, and that's in the where Killers we did album. Yeah. yeah, but they more or less the takeaway was obviously he was having issues with he was drinking before he was performing, although he was still right. doing really well. But it just wasn't suiting for Steve, right. and of course he was into amphetamines as well. Yeah. And we kind of get into yeah. it how it was like. Did, was he kind of like he couldn't take being in Maiden because he was, you know, drinking and doing drugs all the time, or was he drinking and doing drugs all the time because he couldn't handle being in Maiden? You know, I think yeah. it was kind of a bit of both. A little bit of both. It was so big yeah. and all that. And, you know, they had, they had lined up Bruce beforehand, right? Oh, yeah. And Bruce yeah. was going to audition, but he had made that line. I think you brought it on the podcast. Yeah, we did the timeline, and yeah, yeah there's a lot Bruce of overlap Bruce said you wouldn't have asked me if I didn't have the gig <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. He gets kicked out of Maiden, basically. Mm. Or, like, kind of, yeah, he basically wants to leave. I'm not sure if it's, like, a, it's one of those, like, you can't fire me because I quit type of yeah. things. It's like he's quit slash fired from Maiden. They sat him down. He's like, well, I kind of want to leave anyway. Gets paid a lump sum of 50. From his book, he says $50,000. I read an interview where he said 50,000 pounds. But he gets absolutely no royalties from Iron Man. That's now. heartbreaking. Yeah. That's the really sad part. That's actually mean because you can imagine 
the power slave tour, how many Killers albums were selling then. Every live album that one of yeah. his songs would be on. Yeah, every time they do Remember yeah. Tomorrow, that's like his lyric, right? Yeah, that's true. But he sold it all. That is yeah. horrible. So my initial plan was to, I have his book, The Beast. Yeah. Which I have right here. So this is it. It's hardcover. It's Paul Diano's biography, autobiography. So I was like, we ha- we're listening to the albums. I'll go through this m- biography and kind of make notes about his career and follow the timeline of his career through these albums. But this book is basically page after page of him talking about partying and banging chicks and how many groupies he had sex with. And like every now and then he'll get in a fight. Now, this, like I picked music. everything I could about these yeah. four albums out. Yeah. And I kind of have it here. But it's like yeah, a few no, that's, lines. That's the Paul. That, now that I could get into. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm into that. Yeah. It's this, you know, ridiculous poppy crap that we're going to hear clips of. In a <laughs> right. Minute. Like that's, uh, I get it. He's kicked out of the band. And, you know, you're going to say, ah, well, screw those guys. I don't need you anyway. Fine. Right. I get that. But when he describes, as we've talked about on the podcast before, as he describes, uh, I wanted to go in this direction or that direction. Anything you listen to after is such a pale, and we'll get into it compared to... It's not just that it's a pale, because some of the stuff is decent for decent metal, eventually. But... This is the guy who sung Killers, man. So this first album is Diano, it's called. This is what we have right here. Well, okay, let's just go through the time time yeah. and then we'll discuss it because people hear a few clips. People probably aren't too familiar with this. Yeah. We'll play a couple of clips of it and then we'll discuss the change in sound from Maiden to Diano. Yes. So this is his, their self-titled album came out in 1984. Uh, so he forms Diano. It's Paul Diano lead vocals. Lee Slater on guitars and vocals. PJ Ward on guitars and vocals. Kevin Brown is the bass player. Mark Venables, keyboard. And Dave Irving is drums on the album. Yeah. And he eventually gets replaced by Frank Noons. Um, so they form a band called Lone Wolf. There's already a band called Lone Wolf, so they changed their name to Diano. Um, Paul Diano in his book kind of says that the record company pushed for the name change of Diano to kind of keep that, Yeah, you know, they kind of want to cash in on the Diano name. Um, a quote from Paul Diano's book, he describes this album as Rush meets Duran Duran. I think he said Rush because it rec- was recorded in the same studio that Rush recorded 2112. Because there's nothing Rush-like about this at all. <laughs> yeah. So he says, okay, so Paul Diano says in this interview he, that I read, When I left Iron Maiden, I was determined to do something completely different from what I had done with Maiden. I wanted to show people that I was my own man, and I felt I needed to distance myself from the Maiden stuff. I didn't even play any Iron Maiden songs on the tour. So this is a 180-degree turn from Maiden. So I'm just going to play a, a track. So just imagine you're like a, a you know, Iron Maiden fan. You buy Killers, you love it. You, or you buy Iron Maiden, you love it. You buy Killers, you love it. They replace the lead singer and you're like, Paul Diano's coming up with a solo album. Um, so this is the song Flaming Hurt. So he leaves Maiden right from Killers. And the next thing he releases is this.
So it's all keyboard and synth. There's even like a keyboard solo. The yeah. lyrics are very like generic, you know, love lyrics. It's like super far cry from Maiden. And yeah. just super glossy sounding. This sounds like it could be a training montage soundtrack from like an 80s movie. Like it could. Kid, yeah. Yeah, not but yeah, not a good training montage. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's hilarious is like when they were when this came out, I think the Power Slave tour just started around there. Yeah. Like I know. So Power Slave is happening September or whatever he's saying yeah. there. Uh totally, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm I mean if if I've listened to Killers and then yeah. bought this when it came out, I don't know how how what I like, I don't know what to think or how would, I wouldn't be able to wrap my head around this. All right, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm throwing this in here. If you're a Diano fan, look, we're also Diano, Maiden Diano fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. We love those two albums, yeah. right? Iron Maiden. I mean, this yeah. is a guy who sung Iron Maiden. I mean, the, like, there are people who legitimately say that that is the best sound. Yeah. That, this is that, the guy that's saying, Remember Tomorrow. Right? Yes. This is, this, and we're just starting. It gets worse. <laughs> oh my, this is going to be a double or triple beer episode. We'll have to set up new president having a half a beer halfway through. <laughs> I love it. He's looking at me new president like I've never had a second beer <laughs> That's true. in the middle of the podcast. In case I people just... don't realize, Josh often sneaks a second or third <laughs> Sometimes beer. Sometimes I drink it. People are going to go back and count the number of sips, the average human <laughs> sip size, and realize that I've had way more than half a beer. You know what, though? I'm going to – I want to preface this. So the, yep. the other thing, the reason we're ramming these together is – look, this – is tangent the only link of this into our podcast is that he was a singer for Maiden, whereas Blaze and the stuff that we've seen with Bruce Solo is very genre related as well. Yeah, this is not. Although this album isn't, but it eventually no. does get more. Comes Maiden-like. back a bit. He comes. The, he kind of does this super poppy, like I don't know how you describe this. Do it you, sounds like you, sticks. Do you own the Gog Magog EP? I don't. That's the only one I don't have. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's so rare. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> it is it's very expensive for some reason. I always have get these alerts when one gets posted for sale. Yeah. Because there's a gap. I have the Diano, and then I'm into the Battle Zone and the next Battle Zone. And there's, like, the Gog Magog in my, in my album shelf of Maiden-related stuff. There's, like, a gap that I want to fill. Oh, my God. But I can't bring myself to spend, like... 80 euros on a horrible EP. <laughs> I don't I don't know if the if 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 this is just I'm really pumped uh in the in a negative way or or if this beer is really good. You love hating I'm, stuff, you said it counts. I love hating stuff. This is oh my god. I so was, this is an yeah. I'll just I'm Go gonna play ahead. another track from the album. Um I actually like this song. Because by now you're kind of over the shock of how different the album is. This is a heart user. Yeah. yeah. And Diano's voice is a bit more like you're used to on this one. Um I'll just play a clip. This is Heart User. So yeah, again, it's like cheesy love songs. I just don't get what they're going for. Like, it's uh, the thing is okay. So I would summarize this whole Diano album. 
as for what it is, it's well done. If you're looking for like Ario Speedwagon Journey Sticks kind of stuff, yeah. cheesy eighties synthy rock. If that's what you're into, you will love this album. Because I kind of listened to it. Uh, I had the I just kept spinning the vinyl upstairs and yeah. uh, listening to all like a, when side A would be done. I just listened to side A again, so I really got to know side A, and then I started listening to side B, and the songs did kind of grow on me. Yeah. And as that type of music, it's well done, but it's just, oh man, like, I don't know what he was thinking to go from Killers to this. I want to know, one thing I wonder about this album, how much cocaine was, like, how much of it was involved in this happening? I just picture they're up there, like, in between keyboards, doing whatever they're doing, and it's like dancing with, like, marshmallow people that they see, <laughs> because the, also the the there's just nothing metal at all about the way it's played it's just like this poppy kind of weird it almost like i almost picture like a guy with a mullet with like a white collar up hitting like that with the sunglasses on well speaking of that like a tom hanks movie thing. i don't know if you have seen the 80s so i gave you audio of this to listen to a playlist yes but have you seen the album cover of this yeah so the band is standing uh they're wearing various different denim jumpsuits yeah. and jackets everyone who's listening to this if you're near your yeah. phone or your computer yeah. look at the diano album cover it's five guys standing on like a street yeah um with their hands in their pockets and on the back it says i noticed this i didn't notice this until like right before we recorded this album it says right here it says the band art has all that listed um the band's outfits kindly supplied by wrangler from their spring 1984 range so they're sponsored by Wrangler jeans, and that's why Wrangler they're jeans. wearing these weird denim jumpsuits and uh, jean jackets. And <laughs> Actually, now that you look at it, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> you know? So they were sponsored by Wrangler. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, but, like, this is the equivalent <laughs> of, you know, you break up with someone. They, you know, you, you, you're, you know, you break up with a girl. She goes out with Tom Brady, and you're dating like or it's like Rosie breaking O'Donnell, up with <laughs> yeah. right, and then you meet up at the same place. You're the one dating Rosie. You're you're, yeah. you're they're on power. Slave. It's like you like break up with your girlfriend who has like you know tattoos and like a shaved head, and she's like a punk. Yeah, and then you decide to go out with like I don't know, like a Debbie Gibson type or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know but what I mean? Not attractive version, <laughs> and the girl with the tattoos and shaved head is smoking hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the right that analogy. That's the right. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. Oh man. So something else that this is something that I forgot to tell you about because I gave you a playlist to listen to. Diano, they released this one album and a Sweden-only VHS live concert video called Diano Live from London, which I own. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ, Nesbitt. So I watched the video, and it's okay. It's just a live concert, right? Yes. So this is something else that's like another level of this is going to take it oh to another level. So it starts off at the beginning. You put the VHS tape in. It comes up. There's a super cheesy montage of 80s London because it's called Live in London. Um, and it shows a fish and chip sign, a hand pulling a pint. A London Underground sign, Piccadilly Circus, Trafalgar Square, a Rolls Royce, um, one of those bobbies, you know, the police officers. Yeah. Um, the tube in a tube station, like a subway or whatever. It's basically a stock footage 
It's like if you Googled London in the stock video footage. Yeah. And it's all slapped together. And then it plays the cheesiest intro music. Like the cheesiest intro music I've ever heard. I'm going to play you the intro. So this is a concert video for Diano's band. And when you pop it in, this is what you hear when before the concert starts. And then it freeze frames on, like it says, Diano live in London. That's the intro for Paul Diano's like that concert be, video. That should be their doctor, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's <laughs> the lyrics are live from London, where the music's good. Live from London, where you meet the people you should. <laughs> oh my god! That's and actually, then I fast forwarded to the end of the tape. Yeah. I looked at the credits, and the music says title music by Tony Arnold. I don't know who Tony Arnold is. No, I don't I, care enough. I don't think Tony. I was going to go down the rabbit hole and be like Tony no. Arnold, and I was like, no, I don't I think I'll stop Arnold myself. Who Tony Arnold is? <laughs> he could be like a famous composer yeah, of of concert video intro music. <laughs> oh my god! But it's such a weird. Uh, I don't know, and the whole video is weird. It's like, okay, I'm not. <laughs> I hate to be like one of those people that's like trashing something, but it's yeah. just so ridiculous and cheesy. So you have Paul on stage and he's got the full like fingerless leather gloves, the leather and studs, except his leather, he has a leather jacket on, but only has one sleeve for some reason. What? And then the guitar player has a white mesh shirt on with like an American flag vest over it. One guitar, <laughs> one guitar player has his like Wrangler sponsored denim jumpsuit outfit on. No. And the bass player has like a bright yellow 80s tank top. But they're called Tiano, so they must expect some transition. I don't know. It's weird. Like, Paul still looks like he's in Maiden, except he lost one of the arms on his leather jacket. Wow. But the rest of them look very, like, it looks like a Styx video. Do do you think there was a part of them that, like, woke up in, like, 1984 and was like, whoa, wait now, what the F happened? I'm not in Maiden anymore? Like, you know, uh, how did this happen? I think probably the album was out and the concert video was done. And well, then, was he, was, and then like, he sobered up and he was like, oh, my God, I have to do another band. Yeah. Because the band broke up after that. That was probably like uh, <laughs> what we were missing when we were listening to it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a couple of rails would make this good. Yeah, maybe nice. make it good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't like to be one of those people that just, like, trashes it. But, like, it is, I, he, it's just such a 180 from Maiden. It, it took a huge left turn. And I can't wrap my head around the video. Um, the music is, well, it is what it is. It's like eighties. He wanted to do that and that's fine. And it is well done for that, right? The band is tight. Yeah. Paul sounds great in the video and on the album. Um, it's just, if you're going from killers and maiden kind of, and it's got that like punk feel and then you're into like, (laughs) (laughs) or journey or something. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. So anyway, that's Diano. That's the first album done. (laughs) Oh God. That's the first one done. Live from London. And now we're on to his next band was Gog Magog. Was it Gog? Or didn't he have his first battle zone first? No, Gog Magog was next in 1985. So that, this was like a super band. Right. They were a super group. So they were put together by this producer, Jonathan King. 
Um, and he produced the first Genesis album. I have a fact here. It said in a one-year period in yeah. 1971 to 72, he produced 10 top 30 singles in the UK. So he was like a super successful big shot at the time. Mm-hmm. And also a huge dirtbag who went to jail for seven years for sexually assaulting five teenage boys. <laughs> Oh my and after he got yeah, out of look, prison, yeah. <laughs> here's a quote from him, from this guy, uh, Jonathan King, the guy that produced this album. After he got out of prison from that, he said, uh, the only apology I have is to say I was good at seduction. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. Why, why am I laughing? <laughs> I'm going to put a timeout on this <laughs> Let's uh, get a beer. Gog Magog. Let's get a second beer to get it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's so do it. I'm we'll going double to, play the theme song. I'm going to pause the recording run to the beer fridge and get another beer because uh, yeah, to get it. through this Gog Magog. Get, get two, get two. So this is the first time on the podcast. All right, I'm back from the beer fridge. Okay. And we're back. You're listening to Drinking Maiden. The podcast of the yeast. <laughs> of the yeast. All right, now we got the Red Racer IPA, the original green one. So we had the Super Solar IPA. Yeah. This is the regular IPA. So we can Ooh, do a taste she's test on a bicycle. Now. Look at those stockings. I know, she's looking... The oh Red Racer God. girl looking cute. How come cartoons can be sexy? <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Damn you. It's the cover of the uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Uh, yeah. Oh, we forgot to play the clip. Are we going to play the clip a second time? Oh, yes. Let's do Tee it. Tee up the clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Okay. Um, yeah. Ooh. Mm, beer. Yeah. So this is the first time we've done a second beer. We should have done a line officially. in between for Paul. <laughs> yeah, for Paul. For Paul. For some of those, uh, what are those pills, those blue pills that used to <laughs> yeah, be? Yeah, I don't know. Smiley's, wasn't it? Was <laughs> like Happy's. Oh, it is very different tasting. It is very, also great, though. It's great. I think I like Red the Razor. Super Solar IPA better than the regular IPA. Mm. All right, let's get back into Gog Magog. Okay, Gog Magog. So Super Band. Actually, Put together by this, like, creep. Yeah, there's a good pedigree in the band, isn't there? Yeah, so Paul Diano, lead singer, yeah, post who? Iron Maiden. Was Dennis Stratton in it? No. Uh, no, Pete Willis. No, Pete Willis, yeah. Post Def Leppard. So he yeah. played on the first three albums. And he oh, it was Clive Burr. Kicked out. Clive Burr, yes. right, post Maiden. Yeah. And Yannick. And Yannick, yeah. pre-Maiden. And Neil Murray. So he was the bass player in Whitesnake. But Neil Murray from, yeah, so it was a guy from Whitesnake, Yannick, pre-Maiden, Clive Burr, Paul Diano, and Pete Willis, post Def Leppard. So it's kind of, uh, David Coverdale was actually supposed to be in the band, but it didn't work mm-hmm. out. So they got Paul Diano. So it's a weird project. First of all, the band wasn't allowed to write any songs. So I have a quote from Paul Diano here from an interview. We'll get the uh, explicit tag for this episode now, because yeah. uh, every time I quote Paul Diano, there's going to be a bunch of curse words yeah. in there. So I already swore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, oh yeah, that was nothing. We only did it for the money. We did it for a bit of fun. It was shit, but they wouldn't let us write any songs. So I'm only going to play one song from this album, the Gog Magog album. It's called I Will Be There. It was written by Russ Ballard. So he wrote Back in the New York Groove. You know that song? Yes. Yeah. The Ace Freely yeah. did that on his solo album. Ace Freely. Oh, yeah. yeah.
So it's like catchy, but it's super cheesy 80s crap. You know what I mean? I know, but it's like the, an iconic riff. So there's three yeah. tracks on the EP. I will be there. Living in a fucking time warp. And it's illegal, it's immoral, it's unhealthy, but it's fun. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy when you think about like the producer. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I kind of flipped through these tracks yeah. and I was like looking for something Yannicky. There's nothing really. Nothing in there. Well, that's nothing. the thing. They didn't get to write anything, right? So they basically yeah. were, they hired a songwriter and. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So that was their super band, and they did like a three-song. And it never went anywhere. It just like and fizzled. You don't even have a copy of it. Nope. And you call yourself a Maiden <laughs> fan. This is horrible. It's funny, though, with Gog Magog. If you read interviews or listen to interviews, and people talk about like their careers, mm. like they all tend to not mention Gog Magog. Yeah? <laughs> like you're talking to Yannick, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was in this, and I was in that, and I was in this. But the they tend to skip over it, Gog Magog. They call it a super band, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if they... I guess they did kind of call it Are there many super bands? Like, I only think of two. What? Audio right. Slave? Well, Temple of the Dog. Temple you of... call Audio Slave a super band? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Isn't well, it's just, Soundgarden isn't plus it just, Rage. Isn't it just Rage plus Chris Cornell? Yeah. But, I mean... Oh, you mean a super band where they actually put all the members yeah. together? Yeah. What ones are you thinking of? The biggest one I think of is Traveling Wilburys. Oh, yeah. That is definitely a super That's band. That's the superest band of all time. Yeah. Slightly, slightly better than Gog Magog. That's true. A little better. I love Ru Orbison. Yeah. Okay, favorite. so you're talking about like anyway. a full-on super band. Yeah, I'm yeah, just thinking about like... actual super yeah, yeah, band, yeah. not Gog Magog. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I was just thinking about any band. time that like famous bands kind of mix together to create something. So mm. there's a ton of those. Oh, a ton of yeah. those. Yeah. But I mean like, yeah. Yeah, where they take... Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot. Oh, tons. Email us if you can think of any good super bands. Oh, man. I might have stumped Nesbitt. So Gog Magog... Is done. No, oh, yes. Throw the vinyl in the garbage. <laughs> I don't have the Gog Magog vinyl. This might be a three-beer episode. Um, then Paul Diano starts, 1986, he starts Battle Zone. So yeah. this is the album here, Fighting Back. The album cover is kind of like yeah, generic. But it's got some like it's soldiers. It's like a and... picture of soldiers, but in front of their eyes, they have like other pictures. Yeah, like static or something. Yeah, no, it looks to me like, yeah. So this battle zone is Paul Diano, John Hurley on guitar, John Wiggins on guitar, Pete West on bass, and Bob Falk on drums and backing vocals. Yeah. So after those two last projects, you finally get some like hard rock, metal sounding stuff from Paul. So it's kind of a step, it's like he jumped out of Maiden into like super pop, and then he gradually kind of moved back towards metal. Considering what the last stuff sounds like, I don't know. You'd think he would, like, head into hair metal territory after that. But he doesn't. This stuff's actually, it's not bad. This going to play a clip from a track called Forever Fighting Back. And there's, like, gunfire opens the track, and uh, I'll just play the clip. It's more what I expected from Paul Diano after leaving Maiden. So that's a little more like what I was expecting from Paul Diano. Um, that vocal melody in the chorus totally reminds me of Neon Nights, which is a Dio era Sabbath song, mm. which is good. But uh, that, it, that's not bad. The next song is called Welcome to the Battle Zone. And I always think it's cool when like bands like say the name of their band in a song. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Black Sabbath did it. Angel Witch does it. Night Demon has a song called Night Demon on the yeah. first EP. Um, the intro to this, it's like, you are now entering the battle zone. I don't know. The, the, the lyrics are like London 1994. This is the battle zone. So they're talking about like the future. It's very, this album's very like post-apocalyptic kind of London. The cities are like a battle zone type of thing. Mm. Um, this song, I don't know. I think this is decent. It has like a catchy chorus at least. pretty catchy like paul's vocals on this album are decent but you're not like wow it's just like you know whatever next song <laughs> in all right the, i'm, I'm only, giving you the yeah. eyes so like, we're not going track by track i just no. picked a few he's sa- a sample of songs from each album it's a step in the right direction yeah this, he this, is yes yeah. he's back to actually hard rock yeah again. he's getting there i would even call this metal um the next song's in the darkness yes so it kind of starts out like it was going to be a ballad but then it kicks in, and Paul actually sounds really great on this. So it's uh, there's good, really good guitar playing on this one too. Yeah, this is the track in the whole list that I enjoyed the most. Okay, I gotta say, yeah, it has a good guitar solo. It's pretty cool. Pretty decent song. It's a good riff, yeah. actually. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, solo, decent, not bad. Oh yeah, um, I'll play the relatively. solo now. just counts as a solo in and of itself but it's uh look you know yeah, yeah. well like i said like <laughs> this is good music for yeah. what it is it's not maiden but it's not bad at all no it's just uh like that sounds like it sounds like what you'd expect to find halfway through yeah. a heavy rock album in 1986 that's right you know what i mean well that's right it's, it, it's not bad i mean you know so the next song is voice on the radio and this is like mm-hmm. a good mix of where paul is right now it's like metal mixed with pop yeah. It's like half poppy, catchy music, but it's got some metal riffs in there. And out of all the songs, this is the one that kind of hooked me into this album because it's really catchy and I like the background vocals. 
it's not that heavy, but like I really like this track. I find it super catchy. It's one of those ones, you know, those earworms that get in your head yep. and they get stuck in your head all day. And that's what happened when I was listening to the vinyl for this and kind of sucked me into the album. They have those like super catchy riffs and harmonies, but the songs are like back to the metal hard rock feel. Yeah, and you know what? I I think this is where blending it all together across the eras is a disservice because there's some strong parts yeah. of this album. So this album, I give a pass. This yeah. one, Fighting Back, Paul Diano's yeah. Battle Zone, Fighting Back. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good album. It's not yeah. great, but like if he had skipped the Gog Magog and the Diano and gone straight to this, yeah. I think this is more like what people would be expecting. Yeah, I don't know the album, just what we previewed, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know. It looks interesting to me. Yeah, it's a pretty he's, solid album. Decent yeah. sound. And yeah. and it's the first time he's actually singing in front of a band. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, the solos yeah. are good. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Like, And so this album here, this is Paul Diano's Battlezone, Children of Madness. That is a deadly cover. The album cover, yeah, it's like a total like hair metal cover. The, all the guys. Well, Paul Diano looks like Paul Diano. Yeah, the, the guy in the middle looks like he's in the labyrinth. Right? <laughs> he does you know, look he's like got David Bowie yeah. from Labyrinth. Yeah. He looks, yeah, it's very like hair metal, the haircuts and stuff. There's a swastika. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a bunch meant of. Ironically, I think so. No, it's, it's like it's a band picture surrounded by bat- barbed wire. And then there's all uh, these pictures of like from the news of like. Stuff from different wars, like all different oh, wars, yeah. it's and like, like a Nazi pinned up or something. Yeah, and then there's like a, a burnt picture of London burning, and there's like Uncle Sam with bombers behind him, some kind of terrorist. You know, it's just general war pictures. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the and on the back it has pictures of them too. It doesn't say who did their outfits though. <laughs> 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 Watch the Wranglers. I love it. He's, he's a bit older than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Or Paul Diano's rocking his uh, leather fingerless gloves, which is cool. The lifestyle. But this is a very hair metally looking, but it's not hair metally sounding. So this is Children of Madness from 1987. So Paul Diano lead vocals, Graham Bath on guitar, John Wiggins on guitar from the last band, Pete West on bass from the, or I meant to say from the last album, and Steve Hopgood on drums. Um, so a funny thing happens on this album, from the last album to this album. He kind of drifts into, like, Rob Halford territory, and it sounds pretty great. Like, even if you don't like the songs, you have to admit that, like, this is some of Paul Diano's best singing that he's ever done, I think. Yeah, I don't have to admit anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll start off with a track. I'll just give an example. Yeah. First song is the title track, Children of Madness. Super solid track. Um, Like, listen to the pre-chorus and the chorus and like the vibrato on his voice. It sounds totally Judas Priest like. Like when he sings a line and then goes way up an octave on the last note. It's like a totally from like the Rob Halford playbook or like King Diamond kind of stuff. Like his vocals on this are 
really great. Solo is pretty cool in that too, but his voice just sounds great on this album. It's like he took it up another level, or he's singing in a different style. I think. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the only bit these two albums here of of my limited knowledge of him, where it yeah. seems to be you can make the argument. I don't know. Not, not, I'll leave it till the end. The, the argument that that he wanted to go in this direction and it might actually make musical sense. Yeah, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Okay, I'll go on to the next track. Yeah. Metal Tears. Let's do it. Uh, this one song's actually about having a robot girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. So it starts out really mellow, and then it kicks in for the choruses. This is another total, total Judas Priest vibe. That's solid. Yeah. So this, yeah, this album's like, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad for yeah. like, yeah. Um, his singing is like a total different style. He, uh, I'll play one more song and then we'll talk about this, like how his vocals are. Yeah. The promise. He starts off with this like amazing scream. He still has that Paldiano gruff sound, but like he can really, really like wail on this one. So again, his vocals on this are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of hit his stride there. So, like, out of these albums, I would say, unless you love, like, 80s synthy rock, Mm. skip the Diano, skip the Gog Magog, unless you're, like, a collector. (laughs) You know what? It sucks, though, to say skip the Gog Magog because we're made in podcast. Yeah. And it's got Burr and Yannick. Yeah, I mean, listen to it on the streaming services, but don't yeah. go spending 80 euros to get a copy of the EP like I probably will one day. <laughs> 80 euros. No. No, way. I would never. But uh, these yes, two Battle Zone albums, 
And there's more Battlezone albums to come, but there's a big gap with other bands mm. before he gets to them. But these two that came right in a row, uh, mid-late 80s, they're pretty solid albums. They're yeah. worth listening to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they fit more <laughs> into... a raving endorsement from a guy who just constantly <laughs> says, they're worth listening to. <laughs> they're, when, you're, when you listen to these, your time is not wasted. Quote of the year on the back of the yeah. album, Nisbet from Talking In Podcast, Josh's podcast. Can we get a third beer into this one? That's my quote. Yeah, Josh, I need another IPA need, to get through I this. I need a third IPA <laughs> to get through this. So basically, that is Paul Diano, 1983 to 1989. Yeah. Uh, he leaves Maiden, does this like radio-friendly rock that sounds like Foreigner or something. Um takes a total left turn from Maiden, has a misstep with Gog Magog, which is like a contrived crap he just did for paycheck, kind of gets back on track with Battlezone, and his voice gets, his singing style, like this sounds better, I think, not better, it's more melodic than his Maiden, it's like he learned to sing a little better on these two albums compared Mm. to the Maiden stuff, although I love the way he sings on Maiden way more. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So nothing that he does has done in this period compares to anything he did with Maiden. Yeah. But uh, I'd check out the Battlezone stuff, you know? It's worth saying. On every one of these albums, like the Battlezone, um, what was that one? The, the Not the Diana one, but the second the second Battlezone. Both yeah. of the, on the top of them, they have Paul Diano's Battlezone, which yeah. tells you what. They're trading on his name, which yep, tells you completely. why. It's at the point at which Maiden have taken off and hit their that at the stage these two albums they're as commercially big as ever. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah, Maiden is like yeah. peaking during like this yeah. whole period. Yeah, and my my like my reflection on this. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know these albums that well. Just a little bit. Like this is this is an example of where deep diving kills me. Okay, because I I generally don't like deep diving too much on, on people because yeah. I read in and, you know, I'm, I'm critical and I'll find like, uh, you know, this person, they, they believe that, you know, strawberries will cure cancer and then I just hate them. Yeah, but, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's like, like finding out one of your favorite, like celebrities as an anti-vaxxer. And yeah. Oh like, yeah. And oh then God, just, I don't like yeah. you anymore. <laughs> oh, when something clicks. Well, you just you lose know? some respect for them or whatever. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you hear that, that, that thing. And it's not just, you know, it's on both ends of the spectrum for me. I mean, it's anyone who's just nuts. And and it clicks. And this this experience for me has been... So, uh, Paul, I'll always... The, the the visual I have of him is always that, like, German recording that yeah, we watch. Yeah, and then, the music Laden performance, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of his, like, early stuff where he just seems so gruff. And, I, and you know, the arc in my mind has always been he got kicked out of the band because he was too hardcore. And Steve was kind of like had right. this big vision, but he didn't get kicked out. It, like he got kicked out and got a high and became a presenter on Teletubbies. Like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's the way the trajectory. Yeah. That's the way I view it. It's like yeah, the the book where he's talking about all the it's funny too sex because... and drugs that would be far more enjoyable than this. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of sex yeah. and drugs and fighting in his book. Excellent. Um, it's weird though because I've read a bunch of quotes. I've read them on the podcast before, where he's talking about being in Maiden. Mm. and, like, they record Killers, and he's like, Killers is too produced. It's too produced. I liked the raw sound of Iron Maiden, and, like, I didn't like the direction Maiden was going in. But then he puts out this, like, Diano album, which is, like, the most produced thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
but maybe you know and the other thing you have to pay attention to is like i've noticed this so we're like on like in the 80s now of episodes and i've done a lot of like digging for paul diano quotes and reading like i've read pretty much every interview you can find online with paul diano and like one day he says one thing one day he says the other thing and there's a lot of contradiction and like the guy was kind of a mess through the 80s and like you read his book and you look at the life he was living and you're just like so you can't just pick a paul diano quote and be i don't know and like you know just take it as truth Sometimes he'll just be in an interview and it seems like he just says whatever just to kind of... Yeah, but that's, that's... So this whole thing about him leaving Maiden because Maiden was getting too polished. Yeah. Like he probably just got kicked out of the band and just, you know... Yeah, but that's what's that. in- incongruous about it. It's like, if you're going to be hardcore drinky guy, yeah. you know, drugs and sex and all this stuff, then call them pussies and lean in and do something tougher or harder or weirder or just be like rough. Or gruff or mean, like not like, you know what? I got kicked out because I'm pilled up and I'm stabby. You know yeah. what? Summertime in New York. Like, go, <laughs> I, I mean, what yeah. are you doing? Like, it makes no sense. That's I just don't get it, and I don't like it. And uh, you know, as soon as I started, I heard the playlist. I was just like, Ugh. I just got like tense. Yeah. And I and I told you like in the lead up, you were like, have you listened much? I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like it. And then you were like, no, listen. I was like, uh, I don't like it. But um, it, it, I just conf- – his early stuff, I love it. Like, we never had a debate on this podcast. His early about, Maiden stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The only stuff that I like. Yeah, yeah. You know, the rest of this stuff, I like it because it's not embarrassing. You know, it's yeah. like – it's like, you know uh, – yeah. anyway, the, 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 the few bits at the end I pointed out there in the Battle Zone stuff. Well, let me just ask you this. What do you think is the worst song on the first two Maiden albums? Oh, my God. Off the top of my head. I don't think I can pick a bad one. Yeah, because they're all great. <laughs> but my whole point was going to be whatever song you said, I was going to say is better than anything on these four albums. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Now you got me thinking. Yeah, it's hard. They're all it's great really songs. They're all Those awesome. first two albums are so solid. Yeah, and not only that, I don't view them as albums like I view the rest of the stuff. I just view them as like greatest hits albums of that era because yeah. they're like so yeah, meshed they're together. All, yeah, it's right? like two albums made from songs written yeah. in a big in a giant era. Of time, but. Right? So, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's nothing on these that compares to any of the Maiden stuff. Yeah. But there I was can a see B-side what? they did really early. Remember we covered it? Burning Ambition? No, not that one. Um, was it Burning Ambition? Maybe. That's the I happy one. Oh, Here, here's a, I'll play a clip of Burning Ambition. Is that the is that the song that's you were talking about? Exactly. It. Yeah, that's the B side yeah. from Running Free. Yeah. Yeah, and that's literally where he went with his career. Yeah, except the other thing you got to remember about Burning Ambition is Steve Harris wrote this when he was sixteen, like pre Gypsy's Kiss, pre Smiler, pre Maiden. So it's better than anything that called it <laughs> yeah, after. I know. Oh my god! And they just used it as a B side because they recorded it as part of those Wessex Studios demos with it's, Running Free. It's such a funny 
perspective. Like I always viewed Paul as like so tough and crazy and just too cool. Well, that's the thing, and, and that's why this video of the Diano thing kind of like blew my mind because I started watching it and I'm like, it's still the badass Paul from the Killers yeah. era, in like what I'm seeing, but then I'm hearing this like, like poppy. Yeah, but it's, it's not. It's not badass like. You know, pill pop and rocker from the early eighties. But he looks like it, that. No, it's the badass from like he's the guy who hangs out the arcade with this jacket, who's in like two episodes of Say by the Bell, and like one of the <laughs> girls goes out with them, and they're like, "You shouldn't go out with him. He did cigarettes that one time." <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he goes from like <laughs> Mister Switchblade Iron Maiden yeah. singer to like the guy's like, extra give from it up, Greece. punks. <laughs> I don't care if I'm going out yeah. with her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out yeah. here. And he flips I'm at yeah. flips off the collar, <laughs> and then the girl comes in and sees the last thing. He goes. Forget you guys anyway. Yeah. You know, peels off in his station wagon. I ain't never coming back. I ain't never coming back. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Paul Diano because he's so, so amazing in Maiden. And he really took Maiden from, you know, where they were kind of pre- the pre-first album, which we're going to get into in a few episodes. Yeah. And he really took them far he... with Killers as far as he could. Yeah. And then Bruce came in, and it's almost like he just flounders. And I think a lot of it was like his lifestyle and what he was like. Yeah, he was here. part of the period where Maiden as a concept and idea galvanized. And yeah, it's just sad for me because, uh, like, when I hear this stuff, I'm like, man, Killers, you know? Yeah, like Iron Maiden, perhaps even more defining, but Killers to me was yeah. Like the Iron Maiden, the album was we and we have covered it yet, have we? Nope. I view it as all those tangly bits of Iron Maiden coming together in one cohesive album, rough and all that stuff. Killers is like there's a little bit of bleed over, but that's the band yeah. that and the production on Killers is kind of is better. Like you said, galvanizes the sound of yep. Maiden. Yeah, he man, this guy sung Killers. Like you know, and then I you know. hear this stuff, and you can go like, oh, you know, they weren't going the way I wanted to do more poppies. I'm like, you missed, you missed the mark. You just swung and like you didn't miss. You weren't even, you didn't even have a bat in your hands. Yeah, I know. And then you listen to like. So that's so much better than anything we listen to. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the same person almost. I know, but it's just such a difference, right? Like we we started off we love Blaze. We've had Blaze on the podcast. It's great, yeah. but you know, Blaze had a decent body of work. Comes in the band. It's not the best time. Does really well. One album, another album. Leaves. Silica Messiah goes on Infinite Entanglement. He's out now producing quality stuff. Yeah. His, his production Well, that's the quality. difference is yeah. you can't compare the two because Blaze no. was in Wolfsbane and Wolfsbane yeah. kicks ass. Yes. And those Wolfsbane yeah. albums, I have them upstairs. Yeah. Uh, I've got most of the Wolfsbane stuff upstairs on vinyl. Yeah. Those albums are all awesome. That's right. Then he comes into Maiden. Yep. 
I think those two albums kick ass. You know, we'll talk. We haven't done Virtual Eleven yet, but X Factor is great. Mm. Um, Virtual Eleven's solid, I think. But this, I have a lot of criticisms of it, but it's, it's a pretty good album. Then he leaves. Silicon Messiah is like amazing. Yeah, That's like a nine and a half album, nine and a half, ten out of ten. It's awesome. It's and then he continues putting out awesome stuff. Like yeah. Paul Dion, like it's a totally different thing. Yeah. I think too is that like Blaze Bailey is this like a hundred percent hard working you know what I mean? Like he has a good work ethic and he just like works and works. Yeah, and there's something else we're not really talking about. Where I think about. Paul is kind of like a you know, he loves yeah. the Paul's the been, women and the drugs and the partying and the rock and roll lifestyle. Where Blaze, I think, was more like about yeah. the music and yeah. But I mean, it's also it's also like they'll have Blaze. They talk about Blaze positively, like you know, would we reach out to Paul and talk to Paul? I mean, what are you gonna get? Like you know, yeah, very talented man. Yeah, a few demons. Yeah, did some amazing stuff early on, and that'll be a part of history forever. Yep. But the stuff after, not my yep. cup of tea. So none of this stuff compares to Maiden. We'll just leave it to that. But we'll say he, Pagliano kicked ass on those two first Maiden albums. The Battlezone ones are pretty good. Tiano's kind of cheesy. Gogmagob, <laughs> I would think, not good at all. And uh, that's it. And then eventually, 50 episodes from now, maybe we'll do some more Pagliano no. stuff. <laughs> After you, uh, the memory of this one fades from your head. <laughs> nope. Not happening. But we might, like, talk about... No. <laughs> We're auditioning guest people for the podcast. When we finish every other I will round. be I'll get a guest host and guest do host. a Paul, Paul yeah. I'll be like, oh, my God, no, but you're great. That's yeah. it. That's Paul it. Paul we did it. Josh didn't want to do this one when I sent him the... <laughs> I didn't want to do it. When this. he started listening to the music, he was like, no way. I still don't want to do it. I was like, come and on, it'll be fun. And, and it if, was fun. Yes. Was fun and, if, and if you're listening to this, it means that Nesbitt <laughs> didn't delete it. <laughs> All right. Circle back on the beer. Red Racer Super Silver IPA. And, and the regular IPA. Red Racer IPA. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> one with a label with a, a girl riding a bike. And the, the other one with, with uh, as Josh says, a lady astronaut. <laughs> a lady astronaut in a plane. <laughs> Fantastic. Plane. Um, um, good beer. Good beer. Good times. Good times. Good Paul. <laughs> Talkingmaiden.com. Get us on there. Get us on Facebook. Um, check out our beer reveal videos. They're getting fun. Oh, yeah. Josh <laughs> is putting uh, videos of our beers on Facebook. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. It makes, it makes Facebook less annoying. <laughs> anyway, until next time, up the hearts and down the hops. <laughs>